0: Hello, 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 and welcome back to Black Girl Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for a long-anticipated show on Amazon Prime entitled Wheel of Time. Highly anticipated because everyone seemed to be into the the books, and I just thought the trailer looked really, really interesting, so... (laughs) I am not a book reader, so I am not going to be knowing what's going on right away. It's going to take me a while to get my bearings. I really like this first episode. I like that we just get into it. You know, there's uh, a little bit of exposition here, but we get a good, balanced introduction to our characters. It got dark way darker than I thought it was gonna go <laughs> and I still have questions in some places where I'm like okay all right I like this type of uh, this genre that it's not so Um, I don't want to say stranger things cuz you know Bob's death was pretty damn brutal and so were Sergei's so I'm not gonna not gonna go there but i would say uh less harry potter and more the witcher and i like that since this is the first time jumping into a new series you know what that means let's take a look behind the curtains I just want to ask pencil The Wheel of Time is an American epic fantasy based on the novel series of the same name. Now I am going to read the series, but probably after the TV series is done or at least it's far enough. I don't know how long they plan on on committing to this, but it has already been renewed for a second season. So th- this is These are things that I like to hear when I'm going into a show. I'm like, okay, good. I can settle in knowing that I can trust where the writers are going and not be so overly anxious regarding how people are going to react to a certain story in reference to if the story is going to get a chance to really unfold with a second or third season, particularly a second so that really makes me happy um the uh genre or the the book series that it's based on was written by robert jordan the tv show was developed by Rafa judkins composer is lorne balfe we have executive producers Ralph A. Juckins, once again. Rick Salvez. Is it Salvage? Salvage. Larry Mondrogan, Ted Field, Mike Weber, and Darren Limick. This series does consist of eight episodes. The first three did drop on Amazon uh, November th- 19th. I will be getting all three out before the next episode premieres, which is November 26th. So uh, look for my schedule for when those will be debuting. Uh, let's get into the main cast here. Rosamund Pike as Moraine. Also know her from Gone Girl, because <laughs> I loved her and that is evil as she was. Daniel Henney as Alan Mandragon, Dragaron, Uh, Zoe Robbins as Nynaeve, is that how they say her name, Almira, Madeline Madden as Egwene Elver, Joshua Stradowski as Ran Athor, Marcus Rutherford as Perrin Abare, Barney Harris and Donnie Finn as Matt Calthon. Two actors? I don't... Huh. Interesting. Uh, Kate Fleetwood as Leandra Guerrero. And Parenka Boats as Alana Masvani. I don't think those are characters we've met, but they are in the main cast. There is a long list of recurring cast members. (laughs) We are not going to go through the entire list, but I am going to shout out my homegirl and sis, Sophie Okonedo, because I love her so much. (laughs) And she is in this as uh, Suan Sanche. Don't know who, but... I'm just excited to see her. And I think that is all of the, the uh, shout outs we need to give. So let's go ahead and hop into this first episode. So, the first episode, Leave Taking, was written by Ralph Juggins and directed by Uta Breezwetz. I feel like I've seen that name a few times. I gave this episode a 9.4 out of 10. I really enjoyed it. As I stated previously, you're immediately immersed into the world. I like seeing the the vibrancy. There was a lot of color to so the palette. That was very, you know, eye digestible <laughs> to, to look at. Is that a, a term that I just coined right there? And I really like the use of magic, the way it's displayed, of the light. I am enjoying that. And I like the characters that we've met thus far. We start with a monologue from Moraine, who says, The world is broken. A group of badass women called the I Sedai rose to combat the wreckage. The arrogant, powerful men wrought thinking they could cage darkness itself. She's monologuing this all while getting herself together for the coming (laughs) mission. The dragon was the man that brought about the first apocalypse. It kind of sounded like, but apparently that's not the case. And now this man has been born again. Coming of age now. And that they must find him before the dark does. A group of women. Dressed in a red. Garb. Several different red garbs. On horseback chase two men. Telling him to stop causing. Uh, a rock fall when he doesn't. To emphasize the point. The man tells his friend to use it. Because they can't die like this. He begs to spare his friend's life saying that it is not his fault and she remarks when she disembarks that the madness is already taking him and then she seems to either take the power from him or maybe torture him kill him i'm not sure and she made a comment that this power was made for women and women alone as men make it filthy before seemingly uh Removing it definitely feels like some, uh, (laughs) matriarchy versus the patriarchy here. Moraine and Lon watch, but she declares it's not their dragon and chooses Two Rivers as the next place to go to in their search where Old Blood runs deep. In Two Rivers, Egwene is welcomed into the women's circle with the hair braiding, and then being pushed into the river. Aww. I would have been like, that was not in the pamphlet. That was not in the... <laughs> in the pre source materials. She was told to trust it by Nynaeve. And eventually stops fighting and follows the current to land. I hate sand. Every time I see people land in sand and it's on their face, I'm like, oh, I'd rather just put my face back in the water. Ran and his father Tom or Tam travel to town amid wolves more prevalent, being pushed down from the mountains by something, and now I think we know what that is. By the end of the episode, Ran meets with his friend Matt, who only wants to gamble, and another friend Perrin, who tells him about a war going on. Ran clearly has a thing for Egwene, and everyone knows it. Matt goes to chat up Danya while looking at her jewelry. While Egwene herself is welcomed with applause and merriment at the tavern upon her return. Karen later joins him and this is exactly what old times would be like. Getting fucked up in the tavern. <laughs> All the lights on. People gathered in one place. And people had a tendency to drink, you know, wine or mead or any type of alcoholic beverage because drinking water was considered, like, that was considered contaminated, which it probably was. Probably was. But <laughs> it's also. Not not very great for the liver and for just overall health. Rand is like, girl, what's up? Hello, it's me. He was giving her the bedroom eyes. I come and talk to me about the ceremony, but she dodging him. Lon, is it Lon's or Lon? I'm gonna say both and Moraine show up to the scene and request shelter and stables for her horses per her class as the lady herself eyes the folks in the room. Rand explains to Perrin the woman is part of a group that can single-handedly change the tide of a battle. Nynaeve is definitely a town leader as she greets the outsider's hand on sword and thinks it's safer once the women or woman, half gone. She also encourages Perrin to get home to his wife, Layla, who's working the forge all by herself. When he does get home, that's exactly what she is doing. It seems she may be... I wasn't sure what's going on here because he said, I love you. He seemed to grab her stomach and I thought maybe she was pregnant. I wasn't... or, Or maybe she lost the baby because she didn't go to the ceremony or the celebrations afterwards and she just says i know but then another scene was a little disturbing to me and we'll get there matt finds his mom drunk and angry at his father because he's openly flirting with another woman he takes her home because she is pissed where she's abandoned his sisters and put to bed only to be accused of being just like his father a prick you fucking bitch why you bullying me everyone asking that's sad because eventually she's gonna turn on those girls and start calling them hoes the tavern owner thinks war is foolish men fighting over foolish things for foolish reasons while tam or is it Tom? not sure first episode forgive me knows the sorceress woman ain't about dabbling in wars ran and Egwene are left alone to clean up and i think everybody in the town know they fucking to allow them a moment a chance to smooch and for her to tell him it was a good day and remind her he used to bring her and he reminds her he used to bring her berries as a kid then presents her with one you talk dirty to me the minute she sat on that uh table i was like oh they're about to have sex <laughs> this is not no uh, fairy tale romances up in here where we got to know each other we already know each other <laughs> intimately Lon steps his pleasantly naked ass into the tub with moraine where she uses her powers to make it warmer. Moraine believes that it could be one of the people downstairs that she saw, that is, the dragon. Nynaeve asks Egwene to be a wisdom. Hoist Codis is what Egwene tells her lover. It is a lonely life without husband or children that Egwene didn't immediately decline so he leaves understanding exactly what her answer indicates someone creepy comes into town <laughs> and i was like what is that then the equivalent of the ice cream truck shows up for the kids and they go nuts holy mother f- it's
1: the ice cream truck ice cream
0: Sidebar, this is why pedophiles use like ice cream trucks and shit like this. Because parents really do just let their children go up to these creepy motherfuckers. They just come in peddling shit. You don't know nothing about them. Heron is caressed by his wife who has scars in bed. And I'm thinking, okay, is he abusing her? And, you know, that's what him saying, I love you like she's trying to get her anger out i don't know that needed to be explained to me i'm not sure who perrin is i am intrigued to find out more but that definitely had my eyebrows raising matt sells the bracelet he stole from Danya to Patton, the peddler moraine acquires to lon's not sleeping As he suspects the Islas to be in town. So she concludes they both have work to do. Egwene admits to choosing another life. Than the domestic one that ran once with her. And he already knew that. And he accepts her decision. Moraine finds Naveen cleaning. And goes her about her past being an orphan from the old wisdom. And given to the town as a child. Her mother was denied entrance into the society Moraine comes from, the eight, uh eight is, Yeah, if it's not in front of me, I don't remember. <laughs> and uh, they considered, you know, her short, tattered, poor self to be beneath them, and she was shunned away. So there's definitely, um, as it tends to be, the hierarchy. Uh within any society. She holds the grudge that her mother did. Moraine believes she is strong and not at all too young to be the wisdom, making an assessment of her age. Rand meets with his boys, and Matt knows immediately he got his heart broke. Naveen goes to her apprentice, Egwene, and both listen to the wind. That sounds wrong. Naveen has never heard anything like it. Lance finds a lot of dead sheep as Moraine watches the boys. Rand and Perrin pitch in to get Matt some Latin lanterns for the girls for the ceremony for later on. All we can do is the best we can with the time given to us is what Tom or Tam tells his son during the ceremony about the Wheel of Time calling back spirits lanterns on water is an effect i will never get tired of seeing i really feel bad for the poor girls you know this family seems to be the town town uh domestic couple but i do like how the town doesn't feel like a whole bunch of cookie cutter things like there isn't people who are in debt or people who may have some secrets behind closed doors or a domestic situation. You know, you have a girl and a boy who are in love, but they are on different paths of what they want for their future. Uh, Then you have the wisdom who takes care seemingly of everyone, but also leads a lonely life and has insecurity Of being an outsider despite the fact that she swears to protect these people. It's just a lot of very subtle complexities there. That I really like how easily and organically they came off. Just by exploring this town in one day. Two days. Land finds a lot. I already said that. (laughs) Um, No matter what the wheel keeps turning. And hopefully we'll do better than the last time. I think that's comforting words after such verdicts in the world. Naveen cries as she sends her lantern out of sight of the others. So who could she be mourning? Maybe possibly her mother. While the town is celebrating and dancing to music, Lance tells Moraine from afar that the Fade has dozens of Chaleks with it and that they need to leave now. Except she doesn't know which one is it. The dance is interrupted by said Trollocs that start massacring everyone. With Egwene being saved by Naive. Ni- I'm gonna have to find a shorter name to call you, ma'am. <laughs> and Peren escaping to his home with his wife and another townswoman. Patton looked unfazed and slipped away. Matt goes to the shelter and finds his parents there who have abandoned his sisters. What the hell? I will say watching Matt go through the town was an ambitious and nicely done one-shot. Wisdom, a.k.a. naive. Takes it hard that the people she is supposed to protect is being slaughtered. Rand and Tam are met with an angry Trolloc busting through the doors, and the two both take hits before Dad busts out some old time sword and unleashes some hidden skills. First, going gonna
1: rock? Then we gonna roll,
0: then we let it
1: pop, no, let it go. X give it to ya, go, give it to ya, X gonna give it to you. He gonna
0: ultimately it's ran who kills the beast with an arrow through the neck and dad is severely injured but he promises to get naïve to help him and he will get dad to her naïve i spelled it so wrong in my notes Nanive <laughs> and Egwene are up against a like themselves and both women give it their all. I love Nynaeve's scream. i boss ass bitch bitch, 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 bitch. I don't wanna say because she's black, she's easily my favorite character, but she's black and she's easily my favorite character. They are saved by... And a props up to Egwene, too. She stepped up to the plate. They didn't cower. Uh, And they are saved by Moraine displaying displaying some impressive magic. And Lon, who brandishes his swordmanship. The townspeople decide to bring pitchforks to the occasion. And I'm with that. Like, uh... Yeah, the best way to get the fuck... (laughs) Get the fuck rid of them is to actually kill them yourselves like i'm not just gonna wait here we'll try to be on you know, the defensive or offensive would be better and they take one trollic out while perrin and layla fight off one that has entered their home matt finds his sisters hiding under some board and i was thinking maybe they were safer there uh and then they go hide somewhere in a tree trunk <laughs> but I had to say they—they—they're pretty. You know, you know, kids are very good at hiding. But I—I I thought they were sufficiently hidden. I'm like, maybe you should get in there with them. but Yes, yeah, I, I suppose going go to oak trees better. Moraine and Lon, Lons continue to fight off Trollocs, and clearly she is vulnerable when she uses her powers, which is interesting. Nynaeve and Egwene try to save another townsfolk person who's injured when Nynaeve is taken away by a Trolloc. That's interesting because they seem to kill everyone else and they took her but it doesn't seem to bother Moran as if she wrote her off as someone to be the dragon because she was too old because she said early 20s something along that line. Karen gets caught up in the intensity of killing the Trolloc and in his bloodlust, turns and accidentally murders his wife. Hey, bro. What? Oh, my God. There are no words. I mean, he looked gutted just the rest. He didn't give a fuck what happened to him after this point. And it was all over. The The acting was was strong. We see that Moraine is vulnerable indeed when she takes a knife to the upper chest, even though she healed that shit very quickly. And Lan agrees that there is too many, but she asks for light to give her strength and uses the building box box, of a building to kill all the opponents. But I was still stuck on Bra. He just killed his wife. I mean, he took the whole axe to her. Like, she was gushing out and shit right in front of him. Her, her last moments was looking at him. I'm like, don't say look at me. Shit, don't look at me. Like, fuck. She know it was an accident, but at the same time, like, fuck. She should have (laughs) went. She was protecting him, too. That's so fucked up. Ray gets to town in the aftermath with his injured father and Egwene greets him in to tell him that (laughs) that naive is gone (laughs) he said i'll settle for second best can you help him then (laughs) matt brings his sisters back to the model pretending to be worried about him my babies you ain't done shit to look for him though the father didn't even try to pretend uh, he comforts Perrin at the loss of his wife. Rand looked over, like my homie in trouble, but I also need to be here for my dad. Moraine hears Rand's dad of the trollic poison. Instead of a thank you, Rand puts two and two together and confronts Moraine about the coincidence. But she's like, "Yeah, it's not. They're looking for the same thing I am." And there was a woman in a white tower with eyes so white that she was blind except she could see. And she glimpsed the wheel of time and knows that the Dark One is rising. And the person to fight against him is the Dragon Reborn. And it's one of these four people. Matt, Perrin, Rand, or Igwe. She tells them they have to leave because there are 300 more coming and fast tipped off maybe by that sneaky pattern, and that she can't stop them and your loved ones are in danger if you stay so guess what the life isn't what you think or thought it was going to be and the only chance that you have is to reach the sisters of the aeus in the white tower and then there's another voiceover about the third league beginning and stirring and I'm paraphrasing here but it sounds like the journey has begun so <laughs> I took away from that so yeah very solid premiere I am intrigued to get into the next episode which I think is on Sunday if I am recalling correctly and then I think the next episode is on Wednesday so if you want to send feedback uh, you can send that to blacko at gmail dot com. We are going to jump in the mailbag right now to hear what Shy has to say about this episode.
1: Hey, Christina, it's me, Shy. I am here to talk about the new um, show that we are going to be watching, Wheel of Time on Amazon. I just finished watching the first episode and I think you are going to be doing your podcast today for this one. So I want to go ahead and at least watch that and provide my thoughts, my initial thoughts um, I'm very excited about this one. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if you said or if it was mentioned if this got a second season or not. So, um, of course, you know how I am lately. I'm very um, uh, tentative about starting a show in its first season, not knowing if it's going to get other seasons because we've been bitten quite frequently of late in the past year with shows that we've been excited about but to our displeasure did not get picked up Um, of course the freshest wound being why the last man standing which I am still trying to recover from but I digress on that and um, but I really really like what I've seen so far in episode one um, this episode had me in my fields for sure Um uh, not gonna lie I was cutting some onions um, because as always I go into these things completely blind don't know anything about anything for the most part other than reading the um, reading watching the trailer. As you remember, I was like, what the hell is Wheel of Time? <laughs> so, hadn't heard of it until y'all mentioned it. So, um, of course, um, yeah. So, I'm just, I think this one based off of books, some novels. I did find that out. Um, and, of course, I've never read them, let alone heard of them. Um, or I should say, never heard of them, let alone read them. Um, but, yeah, I i actually took a little bit of notes i just wanted to write down all the characters names i felt that that would help me going forward if i visually see their names and remember them we have moran moraine sorry lane Lan. um i don't know i'm still not sure what what their characters are supposed to mean what they're supposed to be about other than her talking about the dragon being reborn and it could be in the in the form of a man or a woman and she tracked them down to this town where we have Rand, Perrin, Matt, and Egwyn um, as the potential dragons. Um, I don't know what the dragon entails what kind of powers they wield so I'm sure that'll be something that We'll find out as time goes on. So, the, the dark ones are searching for them to rid themselves of them before they can destroy the whoever the dragon is can destroy them because they're the only one with the power to do so. We uh, were introduced to nine, ninee, nineve, Ni, 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 the um, wisdom, the girl with the wisdom. She got we didn't see her die, uh, so I'm thinking they need her for something those you know troll troll up looking things um they need her for is because they dragged her off um and she has some type of a power or something or other um uh she can hear the wind and know what's going on or something like that because she was trying to um have Egwin, win as her apprentice um which apparently means you know she's you know has to have nun status um according to or i shouldn't say nun status because she was sleeping with ran so she don't have to be a virgin um even though i know there's some nuns that aren't virgins because they convert over but anyway so um hey so yeah um it was sad to see parents wife layla die i mean i figured as much i mean that's the thing you know um I mean, I didn't know how all this would come about where they would go on their journey, to, But, you know, with him being married, um, I couldn't figure other than her dying. I couldn't <clears throat> see him leaving her for no reason. Um, so, yeah, that was sad. Uh, couldn't understand what that whole situation was about with her when she didn't go to the celebration. Uh, nothing was explained about that like why was she acting the way she was acting being distant you know him saying I love you and then she's saying I know like were they Was she upset about something <clears throat> not too sure <clears throat> excuse me what that was about um, maybe I missed it um, we hear them talking about um, the wheel of time how pretty much they believe in reincarnation you come back in another life um, so that was, that's their belief system. Then they, and their version of God is the light. So whoever wills the power of the light, which it looks like Moraine does, they are held in high esteem. Um, they were talking about the Ice Sedai. So I'm assuming these the white towers. So I'm assuming these are the s- supreme type beings, the women. Um, they seem to be the ones that are the... The powerful ones, um, when I, you know, from what I can see, and even that lady in the beginning was talking about how that man shouldn't have their powers. You know, only women should have it. So I found that interesting. I love Edwin. Edwin, I think it was Edwin's mom that was talking about how war is just um, fools killing other fools for foolish reasons. I mean, that that really touched me. Because uh, I so believe that to be the case, you know. It, but anyway, I won't get into all that, my, my thought process on that, you know. Yeah, even with me being in the military, I still feel a certain way about those types of things, those types of conflicts in the world. Um, so we saw that Egween, Ag- she, I mean, I was uh, understanding the women's circle. So I guess that means that you that's why Rand was feeling the way he did some type of way because it could potentially mean that they can be they couldn't be together. Um, so we see that. So I'm wondering with this new change in their life with them having to flee the village and go on to Aes Sedai and the White Tower and all that good stuff with the dark ones chasing obviously this changes the trajectory of what they thought their life was going to be so that would change you know Egwene and rand's uh life that they thought that they would have to go down their path of the life they thought they would have to go down um Rand was talking about the eyeless one and so of course we saw him a couple of times so i wonder if he's like this a scouter um he scouts And um, then the trollocs, the dark ones, the army comes after um, to do what they need to do. Um, So that's what I'm thinking. Because he didn't fight; he was just there, watching, overseeing everything. So, um, or he could be just the the one that could be like the higher, in higher status, and then they send their their minions to do their dirty work. So that could be what that's about sorry if I sound tired, you know, I've been kind of, you know, I guess trying to catch up on some sleep, uh, mentioning previously, and I think Flash, yeah, Flash, that's the only other podcast, I mean, feedback I've given lately, um, that's been a long, exhausting couple of months, I was on the verge of, you know, burning out big time, and as you know, had some health concerns, so, doing a lot of sleep in the day a lot of laying around getting some rest trying to recuperate and just get back into some type of uh, I don't know what's the word I'm looking for just be healthy and rested because my mind that's another thing I've talked about before it's just my mind just feel sluggish and all that good stuff um from lack of rest and lack of a lot of things but i'm really excited to go on the journey for this show and see what it's about and um yeah so um i think that's all i have um again i don't really know what where what's going to be happening so it's kind of hard to it's only episode one so a so great start to this series, um, for sure, for me, and so very excited to see how it all pans out. So, until next time, much love, peace, and black girl magic. Queen of the couch, Shy.
0: That was Queen Shy with her thoughts on the episode. I'm glad that you enjoyed it as well. Uh, I gave my supposition on what I was thinking between Layla and Perrin uh i would hate to think that that's where that was going but that's kind of where my mind started putting things together maybe she had a particular i don't know issue (laughs) because he doesn't seem that he's that type of person but you know sometimes those people don't seem like it maybe he has some type of way in which he lashes out due to something maybe ptsd I don't know uh because he definitely seemed like he went into a phase and unfortunately she was just the unfortunate fallout of that uh and i think the only thing i have to add because everything that you were so i don't have any good i don't have any <laughs> knowledge to drop on you i am as going in as blind as you are so the only thing that caught my eye or my ear when i was listening to your feedback was the king of england had a mistress i think it was edward the fifth that was a nun when you were talking about how nuns don't have to be uh virgins he was so pious he wanted to have sex with a nun ain't that crazy like the mist hypocrisy is so like (laughs) glaringly (laughs) obvious I want to know what's going to happen to Nynaeve why was she taken by the Trollocs if she's not a candidate for the dark one that will be mildly interesting if you want to send feedback once again blackercouch at gmail.com or you can leave a comment below on this podcast my social media will be there as well remember to like share subscribe and until next time peace hair grease and blacker magic